Yo, guys, what's going on? What a beautiful day it is. What a beautiful day to, you know, listen to some new music and talk to some fun guys. So I hope you're ready for the ride. Are you ready? Because here we fucking go. Cue the intro. everybody to suck it i am the great and powerful king of kings prince of all that is awesome derek how the fuck are you doing today on this mar uh, what are you, what day is it friday may 14th of the year that has been 2021 i hope you guys have enjoyed your week it is over thank god it's over on to the weekend on to some fun and I hope you guys enjoy the shit out of it. For those of you who joined me uh, yesterday for my 200th episode, thank you very much. It was a blast talking to Ashes to Omens. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed that because those guys are great. Check out again their new single coming out in June. Don't forget to hit them up as well on social media. But Ashes to Omens was yesterday. Today, I have got a band out of California that is putting out a new single as well. However, this single is um is very very interesting and the take on what they're going what they're talking about in this single has a um a nice message. Um a very now the sound isn't like this, but the the message behind it is very rage against the machine, very you know, a uh, system of a down kind of anti-war, anti-government type stuff but in a sarcastic way because you know what? That's what these guys do, um, but also they also do regular music as well. But this one needed to be heard, and I it is a fan, <clears throat> it is a fantastic tune that I hope you guys get to hear. The name of the song is called "War Profiteer," and we'll talk more about that and more with the band Joker's Hand. What hey, is up, guys? Going? How you doing? Good to see cool. you. What's up, Derek? Doing good, doing good. Good, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, glad to hear it. song out finally. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and, like, and like I said before, it's a, it's a good tune, too. So, I mean, it's uh, it's good to hear, you know, some good music back on the, you know, back out there again. Thanks, man. We appreciate that a lot. So, yeah. um, with everything that's been going on, you know, over the last year, but, but this, you know, the idea behind this song obviously extends beyond that. Um, what was the, why put this out? What was the inspiration putting out now? Um, the inspiration for putting out now, I mean, there wasn't really a reason, I guess, for us doing it now. I think it was just our favorite song at the moment. Um, I think that we both really liked how it came out and how it sounded. And the message, I guess, is kind of 
timeless in a way because like like you said it extends past the whole covid thing i mean there's always been the whole elite situation going on with uh you know pushing war and stuff like that so uh, i don't know if that made sense sorry <laughs> yeah i mean hendrix was talking about it in the 60s i mean you know the beatles were talking about it in the 50s you know i mean it's mm -hmm. it's it's timeless um it's and the thing about it is the fact that it, you know, and I've talked to tons of other bands about this kind of shit, but the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, it's 2021 and we're still singing the same message and the, the message that they had in the 60s, 50s and 70s still reigns true today is fucking ridiculous. You know, we're yeah. still singing about the same stuff, but then at the same time, we could switch out the songs that they did, and it still has the same damn meaning. And yet, we're sitting here, you know, trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong with this country. We can't, we don't know, and all we're doing is sitting there arguing with our, you know, neighbors and making shit even worse. We're in the middle, in my opinion, of a verbal civil war that we just can't get out of and people are profiting off of it like ridiculously. It's 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 fucking stupid. It really is. Yeah. Definitely is. It, it's funny too that how you mentioned that you know songs from like the Beatles and, and Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that how they you know it was written 50 years ago but it's still super relevant today. Um like lately so Matt and I the, the two things the two live shows actually that we had this year were at uh, a, uh AAPI rallies. Um, those were the first, that was the first time we played live since what, March of 2020, right, Matt? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And like, so at those rallies, we were covering the Beatles song come together and we would always open it up by saying, this is a song that was written over 50 years ago, but the message is still just as relevant today as it was then. And even with these rallies, man, it's crazy because, you know, what's happening right now against the AAPI community is pretty, it's pretty reminiscent to like what Matt and I grew up seeing because we were born in 96. So we grew up during the post 9-11 era. So, you know, we were really familiar seeing Middle Eastern people get, uh, you know, looked down upon or attacked racially after that happened. And now it seems to shift, it seems to have shifted onto the Asian community. Yeah, which, you know, I was going to bring up, but I'm glad you brought it up now because it's um, it's ridiculous. And it was all started by one fucking man. The yeah. one man we were supposed to be, even though, you know, m the majority of us didn't, but the one man that we were supposed to be looking up to is our protector. You know what I'm saying? And all he did was cause this shit. You know, it, it, it's it's... It's absolutely asinine, especially, especially, you know, he was doing this shit right in the middle and right in the height of all BLM. So he's like, okay, you yeah. know, we're, we're, we're not going to, you know, shit on the black people anymore. No, 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 no. Let's go ahead and shit on the Asians. Um, because, you know, they're the ones that gave us this virus, you know, fucking bat eating motherfuckers gave us the, you know, and, and the thing, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's horrible. It really is. Um, so he caused more racism and more divide in a country he was supposed to fucking be protecting. But the thing about it exactly. is the majority of the Asians that are here were fucking born here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, 
it, it really doesn't make any sense when you yeah. put it that way. It's and, just, and, yeah, yeah, and then on top of that, you know, if you really want to get into semantics, and this is the comedian in me, you know, there's hmm. more than one, you know, country in Asia. We all don't, you know, y'all don't look alike. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. oh, they all look Chinese. No, I'm Korean. No, I'm Filipino. Yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> You know, no, you're not. You're fucking Chinese. It's one of those fucking things that stupid white people do. It's like you know, no, I'm not. yeah. It's like <laughs> India is also part of Asia. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's just it's just a weird. It's weird how people like to just say blanket statements that apply to an entire group of people, but they're not all. I don't know. It's it's just weird how people do that. <laughs> Parts of the old uh, USSR are fucking part of yeah, Asia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah, the Kazakhstan, I think. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but again, no, but, that's mean, the mentality. So, yeah, and no, but thank you, seriously. Like, I feel like at, at a lot of these rallies that we're playing at too, I feel like there's not enough of an emphasis on what you just said, and it's like, I I really want to know. If, if it would if things would have gotten this bad had we not had that guy on the world stage for the past four years throwing around terms like the china virus and the kung flu i mean i forgot about that one. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah i it just doesn't make any sense why he did that it's just, it's just riling up the people and because now, he was, and, and he was trying to cause you know more hate I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, that's what it was doing. He was trying to cause hate because yeah. when you can, when you can cause hate, you can, you know, gather more people in your favor. Oh, you know, Oh, he's going to be our protector. Look, he's the one only calling this out. He's the one that's saying all this. So we need to make sure that we jump on his bandwagon. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. He, he and it's, it's scary how hate. it affected. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. And it's scary how it affected, you know, this, this community. I'm not as much worried about myself or about, you know, I mean, I'm, not that I'm not worried about Matt, but it's not more people our age that I think we're concerned about because it seems like the people that are getting attacked tend to be, you know, older people, the, the ones who are the most vulnerable for some reason, just getting attacked in the streets. It's just ugly. Yeah. And again, it's the same shit that we were dealing with with BLM. And the same yeah. shit that we were dealing with with, um, you know, nine eleven, and yeah. it's 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 really fucking sad. I mean, I have a Middle Eastern last name because my mm. great grandparents migrated here from you know Syria back in like nineteen oh four, I think it was. Um, mm. but that was just all my dad's side, <laughs> so that's not including what my like you know, my my grandmother's parents who came from Germany and actually fought in the civil war. No, they don't care about that. Uh, not the civil war, I'm sorry, the American revolutionary war or on my mom's side, you know, I had family that, you know, I'm related to the guy who invented Kodak, but we don't talk about that either. Nope. You just have that middle Eastern last name and mm. it's stupid. Cause I, I mean, I, right after nine 11, I was doing a lot of traveling and I would always be randomly selected. Oh my God. No. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I'm, I I look like you're a random white dude. The only thing I fucking share with my fucking Syrian ancestors is this fucking pubic hair beard. Um, and that's about it. But other than that, 
you know, I'm I'm the white guy with a Middle Eastern last name and dressed like a fucking metalhead. Obviously, he's a terrorist. Let's go ahead and fucking pat him down. Metalhead, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... And every time I would do it, it'd always be another Middle Eastern guy, a black guy, <laughs> and then just some random, you know, whatever, you know, person just... And it was like, oh, yeah, this is a fucking coincidence. You pieces of shit. <laughs> Completely random. Oh, Completely. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put this little check mark on there and let people know you, you might be a terrorist. He's wearing a slipknot shirt and he has a w- weird beard. Fuck you. We all know they love slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves slipknot. <laughs> um But yeah, I've been bringing it I mean bringing the whole this whole thing back to to War Profits here. I mean there wasn't really a particular reason that we released it now. I mean, I think part of part of the reason that we're doing it now, on a, to be completely honest, is because things are kind of opening back up where we're living in California, and we can, you know, start kind of promoting it again. Um, we did we didn't really want to release a whole lot during lockdown because it's like you can't really promote it at all. You can't go and play it live, you know. So it's really what's the point if we, you know, because we're still a small band, so it's not like we have a huge following built in so every time we release something it's just like oh people from all over the globe no we gotta like you know go (laughs) promote it still and there's no way to do that yeah um but it's funny that you mentioned that um so you know the thing about it is a you know war profiteer could you know be 100 written you know straight up about about what's his name you know the name that the name that shall not be mentioned on my show um you know, straight up, because I mean that's exactly what happened. We we had just mm-hmm. mentioned that, so it, it does fit with the times. Number one, and now that he's gone, or kind of, um, kind of, <laughs> kind of uh, you know, it, it makes sense. But then at the same time, you had said something that kind of goes against what other indie bands have been doing throughout this pandemic, and that's flooding the market with music, um, mm-hmm. because now it's like, okay, you know it. Avenged Sevenfold's not releasing stuff. Seven Dust isn't releasing stuff. You know, all these big powerhouse metal bands aren't releasing stuff. Um, the, you know, the big rock bands or even the big punk bands. A few pop artists have, but that's about it. So the mm-hmm. a lot of the indie bands' mentality have been, hey, let's go ahead and just put this shit out, put this shit out, get get our stuff into rotation into these mixes, and hopefully we'll start getting a following. Therefore, once you know, we can start touring again. We have this built-in fan base because we were, you know, we flooded it with, you know, music during the pandemic. But mm-hmm. you guys kind of had the opposite, you know, thought process. Why? I'm trying to think of a good reason outside of management. Um, and just like, I don't know, what, what what's your thought on this, Matt? Yeah, I think the strength of that decision was really rooted in, in yeah, like the, the appeal of playing live shows and like having like face-to-face connection with like strangers, people that could become fans, you know, especially like being a band that not a lot of people know or have heard about. I think that's important to get that sort of FaceTime and sort of like person-to-person connection, like in a room, which like you can have something like that with releases, but it's also, I feel like hard, um, hard to like push that stuff to, I guess, strangers in a way that's not, not too scummy, I guess, in a way that's, that's kind of a harsh way to put it, you know, like, Playlisting has been a bit focused for us recently as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think yeah, we've taken we've taken a lot of time like over the pandemic to 
like sort of shift some focus towards like say writing or you know even just personally like taking a look at our our mental health like seeing how we are in check because you know being away from a lot of our family and friends for so long it's it's tough and and having it's great to have platforms like like zoom or like skype or just facetime to sort of sort of fill in those gaps but yeah, man, I, I think... can't imagine this without facetime or zoom oh my god oh yeah <laughs> this whole this whole past year would have been impossible without that <laughs> oh my god yeah absolutely <laughs> And, and you know, I, I agree with you guys. Um, at the same time, I disagree because I, I feel both ways about it. Um, you know, getting out there, absolutely, getting in front of the fans and being able to say, "Hey, you know, this is what we do." Um, yeah, you heard us on Spotify or Amazon or iTunes or whatever. Now it's like, hey, here we are. And you know, if you put out a single that you really, really dig, and then you can't fucking tour it or play it live for a year, I get the point. But at the same time, you know, the whole playlisting, I mean, that's how people listen nowadays. I mean, people just aren't into full-length albums anymore. They're EP-driven, single-driven, which sucks. But at the same time, I get it. Because even I, you know, somebody who's 40 years old, who grew up in the tape age, and then the CD age, and now the, you know, the this age, um, it's one of those things where it's like, I I understand, you know, the whole idea of a full-length album because I enjoyed it. But then at the same time, there's bands out there who just out there writing singles and then creating an album around those three singles and hoping that the other songs stick. And nine times out of ten, those fucking songs around those three songs suck. Um, so it's like, why even bother to listen to a full album when I'm just going to listen to the singles anyway? I might find a good song in there, in there of 12, but I doubt it. The only time I ever listen to a full-length album anymore is if it's like Coheed and Cambria, you know, doing a, you know, a concept album because the whole thing tells a damn story. Um, so I get that point. But then at the same time, if you're a powerhouse band, like my favorite band, Avenged Sevenfold, um, and then... You have, you know, three years ago, you had to cancel world tour because of vocal issues. Then you don't put anything out for a long time, including during a pandemic. And now you're saying, oh, wait, we're not going to be able to do anything again until we can tour. So now it's going to be four or five years before we hear anything new from a major powerhouse band. It, it feels like we get abandoned at the same time by these bands. So it, it's it's on uh, my thought process is all over the place with it. Um, especially again, like you said, mental health, um, the whole concept of the show is mental health, you know, it's mental health and where mental health and entertainment meet. And that's the whole idea of the show, especially through music. So for me, someone who thrives on music through my, you know, trying to deal with my mental health, you know, cause I'm bipolar and I have severe anxiety. I suffer from PTSD as well. When I get into my funks, I have my certain songs that I always go to. But eventually, if I listen to the same songs over and over and over and over and over again, they're not going to hit the same. So I need to find something else. But during this time, it's been very, very hard to find something else. Granted, I've talked to, you know, I don't even know, 120 some odd bands in the last year of this show. And I, I have some great songs from them. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I need my other, I need some other outlets as well. And it, it's, it's just been really frustrating. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I, 
feel like a lot of like major bands, like like we were talking about Avenged Sevenfold, I was surprised too that they hadn't released anything in a while. I mean, it, it's been a minute and there's been a good amount of bands like that that are about that size that haven't done that. I feel like with us, it's more just, it's it's more just that I think right when the pandemic hit, we felt like we we were getting the ball rolling finally. And when everything got canceled, it was like, okay, now we got to kind of reassess. And now we want to try to, I guess, get the ball rolling again now with this new song. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think, I think part of it for me, I, I don't, I've never felt like I'm very suave on the internet. So, um, you know, promoting through just social media is pretty hard, I think. Um, and yeah, I think just li like just focusing for us live music has always been a, a, a major part of our promotion. Um, yeah, but again, uh, I think that's because we're pretty small <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, what were you gonna say? Were you gonna say something? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. No, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, but like you know, even if it wasn't something new. Um, even like bands like Lamb of God, who, you know, are from my same state that I live in, Richmond, Virginia, um, you know, they did a couple songs, you know, where they recorded it each piece at their own home and then put it all together. It shows kind of like a weird concert type thing. And they released you know, it was stupid. It was the same songs we've heard before, but we got to see them playing inside their house. And, you know, each mm -hmm. one had their own thing going on. It was cool. Stuff like that is at least keeps us interested. You know, a band like Machine Head, one of the you know biggest metal bands out there, they're doing live streams almost every fucking day on Facebook. We're hearing mm. the same songs over and over and over again. They're doing covers or doing this or doing that. And it's just, you know, Rob and the, the bassist. But again, mm. it's 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 something, you know. Yeah. And that's what I'm missing from a lot of these other bands. Just something. One of my favorite bands, um, Ice Nine Kills a band out of Massachusetts, you know, mm. back in October did a live stream, but it was a live stream of a show that was done in 2019, but they made oh, a okay. whole horror movie, you know, type interactive thing to go along with it. So you had to buy tickets. It was like a horror movie slash concert mm. from a year ago. And it was this whole weird digital experience. That's cool too. I'm not expecting a new album all the time from bands. I get why you don't do it, especially when you're side to Atlantic records or BMG or, you know, capital or whatever, they want the fucking mm -hmm. money. So, you know, you don't fucking make money off of streams anymore unless you're fucking bad bunny. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it's like, so they want the money from the, the concerts. I get it, but you're forgetting about the fans and with the fans need them. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, I, Matt, I feel like we messed up. I feel like we painted a picture like we didn't do anything during the pandemic. We did a few things. We, we did like, we did some yeah, live I, streams. Um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was, I always had the same, the same thought because, you know, it wasn't just that War Profiteer, this new release was like the one thing since the world shut down. Um, yeah. But yeah, like we've, this, this whole situation has given us a lot of time and pause to sort of, yeah, again, like rethink where we're at and where we're heading, but also like, Kind of experiment you know as a smaller band it's we've got like this opportunity to like do like weird shit just to see what sticks and what works like like what you mentioned about 
like these sort of oh sorry these like quarantine covers of like the band members like recording in their house like in their bedroom and in the living room the kitchen that kind of thing yeah um those things always were like really fun to me like especially seeing like sort of the bigger acts doing that kind of thing like very homegrown yeah we got to do that with the some of the guys we play with live uh we did like a cover of valerie and pumped up kicks those were really fun yeah but yeah and we also um, i mean geez we we forgot about a bunch jesus we we also put out like a, this this live documentary thing where it was like um we played a bunch of songs from our debut ep and there were also like a little bits of the interviews or something in between and then we also put out um a cover of the weekend's false alarm um but not it's not like it's more of like a reimagining rather than a cover you know like you know how like a lot of artists will take a song that's been done and The internet's a bit dodgy. Uh, Derek, can you hear me? Oh, there he is. Um, sorry about that. Oh, there he. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he goes. Oh no. Yep. Um, FYI, I will not be uh, editing this out of the broadcast because um, you know I, I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he he's gone. He's he's gone. <laughs> he's lost, lost to the ether. Um, but I guess I could sort of tack on what he was. I think what he was going with that yeah. with the the false alarm cover we did. It was a weekend song, uh, reimagined in sort of like a higher energy rock like kind of borders the punk thing like we yeah we changed it up in a really interesting way that i think kind of gave it like a, a joker's hand kind of flavor to the song if you know what i mean mm -hmm. and yeah yeah i mean i i love reimaginings of songs um so i'm all about that you know because um Ronnie Radke of Falling in Reverse has done two reimaginings in the last year of songs. Um, one of um, I'm Not a Vampire and then um, The Drug in Me is You. And they sound completely different um, than the original songs, which I absolutely love. Um, I love, you know, hearing acoustic covers of from bands. But what I love even more is when, you know, you can take a song and completely redo it and make it yeah. your own. Um, it's, it's a, that is a beautiful freaking thing. Um, you know, and you know, when, and I've complimented Ronnie on this before, because the thing about it is when you can take a version of your own song and completely redo it, you know, and get out of your own head and say, okay, this is how I did it originally. Let me go ahead and try this again or whatever the case might be. You know, that takes true talent. Um, but then at the same time, being a band that you want to, you know, play homage to the original artist and still make sure you do them justice, you know, that's when it, you know, it means, a, it means a lot because it means you actually truly care about the music as a whole, um, and who that artist is as a whole, because otherwise you're just, you know, you're just basically claiming, you know, what you did was better or, Oh, it's different, so it's better. Or oh, they oh they do pop, and I do metal, so so just 
you know, screw them. I'm going to take their song and make it better. What? No, that's not what it's about. You know, if you can get compliments from that original artist after you completely reimagine their song, good on you. Like, I remember, I don't even know how many years ago it was. It's been a long time, but the band I Prevail covered Taylor Swift's, um, what song was that? Um, Blank Space. They covered Blank Space by her. Um, Yeah, that was how they actually got known. So they were on um, one of the albums from when Punk Goes when Punk Goes Pop, or when Pop Goes Punk, excuse me. Mm, right. And that was yeah. one of their, and that was like their first, you know, Welcome to the World. Here's I Prevail, and they did a really good job with it. And Taylor Swift actually said it was a great freaking song, you know. <laughs> oh, that's um, cool. So when you can hear that kind of stuff, you know, it's it's pretty cool, you know. So you know, I would love to be able to hear what you guys did with that, but you know. I knew all the things that you guys were talking about, the things you guys have done and stuff like that. I've looked at it. I was just trying to get you guys to talk about it. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, I think we're still sort of uh, managing the, the the new experience, new podcast shooters a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And rightfully so. You know, I mean, uh, it it when you, when it's new like this, you know, it's because um, this is like you said, you know, before we went, you know, recorded, you know, this was the first time you guys have done this. Um, and it's not easy. I mean, I remember my first episode, you know, it was like whatever it was back in February of last year, you know, completely different premise complete. And I had a co-host, and it was just him and I just shooting the shit. Nothing like what it is today. Um, I had no idea how to use OBS. I didn't know how to use other platforms. I, you know, I was just I knew how to do some graphic design and I knew how to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But then over the last year, I've just kind of you know figured it all out. And it's tough, you know, I mean, going up on stage and talking to the fans and playing guitar and writing music and stuff like that, it's completely different than doing an interview and talking about your music and talking about who you are and because it kind of feels a little selfish in a way sometimes, I get it. Um, But at the same time, you know, the whole idea of my show is to let people know, hey, A, that you exist, so listen to their fucking music, B, you're real people who deal with real world problems and that's this is how you deal with them. And then number three, you know, why should we like you? You know, what what about Joker's hand do we want to love? And you know, and I was I'll never ask a question. I hate asking questions. You know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll I mean I'll have a conversation and I might ask a question here and there, but I hate asking questions. So the, the whole idea of what I was doing before was trying to get you guys to talk about the stuff that I know you guys have done. Um, and eventually, eventually you guys caught on. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, like slow, a little bit slow there, but, uh, no, it's fine because we got it, there. we're here. Yeah. Because it got you to where you needed to be. Um, and yeah. that was, you know, talking about the, the cool stuff that you've done. Um, because now people were like, Oh, they covered a weekend song. Let me go see if I can find that. Um, is it out there for people to hear? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Spotify. It's on all the streaming platforms. And we also put out a music video on YouTube. See, there you go. So now they have another yeah. reason to go out and look for you, because All now right, it's not now it's not just about, um, you know, the war. Well, excuse me, yeah, war racketeer, uh, war profiteer. It's about mm-hmm. you guys, and that's what I wanted to be about. Because this is not, you know, when I do these types of episodes, I'm talking to a band that I've never talked to before. Um, it's a spotlight on you and your music. It's not just about 
oh, you know, oh, Earshot Media sent me over a fucking press release for this new single. Let's go ahead and talk about a new single for 20 minutes, and then that's it. No, fuck that. We'll talk about the new release for a couple minutes and at least give it a, a it's just due. But who are you? My, my listeners don't might not know who you are. Some of them might. But you know what? That's what this whole idea is about, and I'm, you know, and I'm glad that we were able to to do this because whenever I see a new band, ah, there's Kevin, um, come on, you know, through my email, it's like, hey, let's go ahead and do this, you know. Hey guys, hey, sorry, back. the, the uh, internet at my place is terrible. My bad. Oh God. All good, man. It's all good. We we, we continue this conversation on without you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, didn't, we didn't need you, man. Oh boy. <laughs> no, it's okay. Good to know. Um, um, no, but we can go back to what you we were talking about because I can we can dive into a little bit more. Um, You're talking about that whole reimagining thing, right? Yeah, so that's when you froze. Um, so oh the uh, the idea of reimagining a song is awesome. Uh, you know, whether it's you, it's your own band song that you reimagined, like Ronnie Radke from Falling in Reverse over the last year, doing a lot of that stuff, or if it's a band, you know, you guys, re, you know, reimagining the weekend. When you guys can do that and get the original song out of your head and come up with something that really makes you your own but still pays tribute and homage to the original artist and the way it was originally written, that is a, it's a true, you know, um, show of skill and show of talent that you guys have. So, mm. you know, um, and I was trying to, you know, I was saying this to him as well. It's like, um, I knew all these things that you guys have done outside of just, you know, War Profiteer. And I wanted to get you guys to talk about it. <laughs> That's why I kept talking about other things people have done. I was like, yeah, well, you know, I wanted you guys to jump in on that. Um, because like I was just saying to him, the show isn't about the one single. I don't want to talk about the one single for an entire episode. That's boring. It's lame. Right. And, and who knows? Mike set, might set you up with a bunch more, and all they want to do is talk about the the single. That's not who I am. We're going to talk mm. about, you know, the Asian hate. We're going to talk about the the this and that. And we're going to talk about all everything that revolves around you as a band because I want my listeners to know who you guys are. Um because that's the whole idea. This is not an interview. This is a spotlight on a new artist that lives in California that hasn't really, you know, broken out yet. And this, you know, could hopefully help along that process. I only get 50,000 downloads per episode. So I'm not going to, you know, uh, coming on my show is not going to break you out. But you know what? Of my 50,000 downloads, it might get a couple hundred. And that's something yeah, more than you pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, because not because this might not be for everybody. Their type of music might not be for everybody. But you know what? It's not about the type of music. It's the people. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And they might say, hey, you know what? They're cool fucking kids. Let me give at least give them a try. Or, hey, they're cool fucking guys. Let me go ahead and tell my buddy about them who I know they like that kind of music. So mm-hmm. that's what this that's what this is all about. It's a, it's a spotlight. It's not just, hey, let's talk about War Profiteer, you know? Right, right. So, yeah. Um, because I have heard the weekend um, thing. Mm. It was really cool. Um, and oh, I, and I really funny. wanted you to talk about it, so I'm glad you brought it up. Um, so, you know, why that song? You know, 
It's, it's a good question because it's it's like it's it's not one of his singles. It's not like one of his most popular songs. Um, but there was something about it when I first heard it that I just I always kind of envisioned just this different way of doing it. I always thought it was a really good song. Um, but th there's always certain songs like that where I hear it and then I'm I immediately can think of a different way to do it. I, I don't know where that comes from. Um, and it's only select songs. It's never, it's never most of them. But like that, that was one that I heard, and I was like, oh, I could see there being guitars in this. I could see it being heavier because it, you know, it had kind of like a, it had the beat for it. And, yeah. Yeah, and I mentioned this too um, while you were on hiatus there. Um, you know, <laughs> bands like um, I Prevail got their start doing re, you know reimaginings. I mean, they covered uh, um, uh, Taylor Swift's Blank Space. Seven, mm. seven or eight years ago and before they made it big. Um, and it was all because of them covering Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift actually came out and gave an endorsement on that song, which was unreal. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, when that kind of stuff happens, it can really change an artist. You know, it's like, oh, because it might be like just a simple Google search for, you know, The weekend, and somehow you guys come up on that, that search they listen to a cover of this song and then they're like, oh, let's go check out the other songs. So, you know, covers are underrated in that sense, especially when Definitely. it's a reimagined cover because it really kind of shows, hey, they got these guys have talent. They didn't just go out there and play everything note for note and karaoke this bitch. No, they made it their own. So and I thought you really didn't make it your own because I listened to both songs. Cause I because I'm not a big weekend fan. I'm not a big pop fan. I'm not a big R&B fan. So, you know, I'm strictly the rock world. So I do have my blinders on sometimes. And, you know, I, sometimes that allows me to, uh, excuse me, that, you know, limits what I listen to. And sometimes I miss out on some really great music. I admit that. Um, but at the same time, when it's stuff like this, it allows me to branch out a little bit more. And I, you know, so I appreciated it because it allows me to appreciate the weekend a little bit more. I have a great respect for the guy because I think he's badass. I'm just not a big fan of his music. But that, you know, the way you guys did it, and it made me go back and lecture, listen to it. I was like, oh, that's really fucking cool. So my hat's off to nice, you guys. Nice, cool. Awesome. Really glad you yeah, liked it, awesome. man. Thank you. <laughs> so um, like you said before, California starting to open back up. Um, a lot of states are opening back up. Florida, Texas, Mississippi. Um, you know, Virginia's getting ready to open back up here, hopefully completely on June 15th. That's the rumor, at least. Um hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things going on. So what do you guys, what are you guys planning or at least thinking about planning? Because obviously you still can't really plan too much. Yes. Yeah. There's been a shit ton of festivals that have been announced in the last couple, last couple months. You know, we've got incarceration. We've got um, the one in Florida. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Welcome to Rockville. We've got a mm -hmm. bunch of different ones that are coming out. What? you know and they're now that they're all sold out it's ridiculous it's sold out like that yeah. um what do you guys People miss live music <laughs> oh my god yeah, hot yeah. commodity for real yes yeah, so yeah. what are you guys looking to do with the rest of this year especially now that things are starting to open up and we're gonna see festivals this year yeah uh i mean there is something that uh we can't man we can't really talk about it there is something that's going to be happening in september um other than that though like we really we really 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 are looking forward to like doing more live shows and hopefully getting on the road because we're also going to be putting out an EP over the summer um, as War Profiteer being a part of it. And then, you know, a few other songs. 
And you know, we're really looking forward to putting that one out because um, it's, it's some of them are songs that we've played at live shows before. And um, two of them are actually songs that were talked about in a uh, this like press release that we just had for um, War Profiteer. Um, it was on, I think, New Noise magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they talked about these two other songs that we're going to be coming out with um, called uh, Devil's Nest and Hibakusha. Um, and those are Hibakusha is a song in particular that we've been playing at these these AAPI rallies. Um, Hibakusha is like a it's a Japanese term that means uh, those affected by the bomb. So you know everybody that didn't immediately die in the nuclear bombs that hit Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki in World War II, uh, all those people that were affected by the radiation. I mean that went for decades beyond the uh, the war. You know people were really affected by it and it, it, it to the point where it was like the japanese kind of turned on their own countrymen so the hibaku show were looked down upon because it was like they didn't want to hire anybody like that because there was a risk that they could just drop dead or fall over or get sick and people didn't want to have to pay for that and then it was also you know people people didn't want hibaku show in their families because they didn't want a risk of having the children have birth defects or anything like that. So we kind of related that song a lot to what's happening now in, you know, in our own country where it's countrymen turning on countrymen. It's for, you know, it's different reasons, but the, the just the whole bigoted sense behind it is it's pretty, it's pretty similar in some aspects. Um, but yeah, that's that's one song that's going to be on that uh and then we're gonna hopefully get out on the road and play some more shows meet some new people meet some new bands too Um, that's awesome um yeah i love the fact that you guys have a message um and it's not just you know here's four songs and, you know, four of these songs you know three of these songs are just really good groovy beats and with some really cool lyrics you know you know, and then here's one that really means something to us. No, it's, you you know, so far you've talked about two that have real fucking meaning. Um, and that's why, you know, I compared, you know, at least a war profiteer to the likes of, you know, system of a down and rage against the machine. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously the style of music you guys play is not the same, but it still has that same type of hard hitting, you know, you know, you know, soul smashing type yeah. stuff, which is really awesome. And I, and I love that kind of stuff, you know, when, especially it talks about real world problems, it's not talking about, you know, Oh, I missed the love of my life or no, no, no. It's talking about stuff that affects every single one of us, whether we realize yeah. it or not, it's affecting every single one of us. Yeah. So, and it's not like we don't, we, it's not like we don't have songs also that are like, you know, about the love of my life stuff. Like I don't, I don't, not everything that we have has a message, but I think it's cool that a, a good amount of stuff that we have has a message. It shouldn't, um, in my opinion. Agreed. Absolutely. Because then you're going to end up like System of a Down and Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah you know, exactly. Because politics will get in the way. I mean, you, you don't, that's just not, yeah, no. I, I don't, I, I don't agree with that type of thing all the time. Absolutely hmm. not. Because then, again, you know, as much as people love, you know, when System of Down does a reunion tour or when Rage mm-hmm. did their reunion tour and stuff like that, People flocked to them, but the inner workings of the band suffered a lot because of those messages. 
And, mm. you know, and then we just get desperate and like, oh, man, I really miss Rage or I really miss, you know, System or, you know, now, mm. it, you know, people are craving Mudvayne and they're doing a reunion tour. Thank God. Um, <laughs> so it's like, you know, stuff like that. You, you don't want to ruin, A, the brotherhood that you two share. Um, and you don't want it to come in between y'all. So I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um. It's pre- it, it then so. Sorry, I'm trying to think of what else to, where to go off of that. Wherever um, you want to go, it's fine. <laughs> the, <laughs> the other oh, so, I I did think of something. So you you mentioned that you 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 mentioned that the show is kind of about you know mental health and all that and how it's, um, so that that second song that I was telling you about, uh, Devil's Nest, is kind of kind of about that in, in a certain way um it's like so first of all both both of these songs also sonically are super different from war profiteer uh hibakusha is like a, a pretty fast punk song and devil's nest is also a pretty pretty heavier punk song um uh devil's nest opens up with like a, a one minute interlude and it's a super 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 different sound for us because it just starts off with a single guitar and it's a cello i believe right matt Yes, a cello. Yeah, so it's a, it's a single guitar, a cello, and then uh, my vocals. And the interlude is, to me, about very much about mental health. It's about the, the so Devil's Nest. The song is about my like a visualization of hell, and the interlude to me is like my own personal hell and my own personal hell on it. Like I struggle with this a lot. I have a, I have a pretty big issue with anxiety, and. I think my personal hell would have never would have been never taking a chance. I mean, I struggle a lot of times, you know, putting myself out there or, you know, trying to trying to just be myself, I think. And to me, you know, my own personal hell would have been never trying to do music. Uh, music has always been super, super therapeutic for me. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really good way to connect to other people and to just feel normal if that makes sense absolutely yeah (laughs) yeah and like i mean the way that matt and i got started even uh doing this was you know we we met uh randomly we were assigned room to be roommates in our first year in college at uc santa cruz and you know four years went by and i was studying film matt was studying environmental science and i don't think either of us really dug what we were studying and you know we'd been told our whole lives you have all this time to figure out what you want to do you, you have all the time in the world to figure out what you want to do and now it's like we're in our fourth year i still don't know what the fuck i want to do i don't think matt knew what he wanted to do either and we kind of looked at each other and we were like hey we both like music we both have jammed before why don't we try doing this so that we don't wake up 50 years from now and wonder what could have been um you know we're still we're still trying to build it up you know it's not like we've had a a huge amount of success that we can talk about or anything like that but um i think that it's it's worth it's worth the struggle of trying to get through it to try it rather than to just say i'm not going to try it i'm going to try to do something else and i don't even know what that other thing would have been a career that i wouldn't have liked probably yeah i don't know (laughs) so so now um, we get to dive into something I, I wanted to 
discuss based off what you just said. So what you're telling me is that both of your both sets of your parents aren't the typical Asians that wanted you to be a doctor or a nurse. <laughs> Interestingly, so sort of, sort of. So I'm half. I, I'm, my dad is Japanese and my mom is white. Um, so, I, but I did have a, I did have a very, I'd say we both had a pretty rigid upbringing. Okay. Like my household was definitely more on the uh, <laughs> the Asian side than than American, I'd say. Um, and yeah, I, it's it's. I was very surprised, honestly. Like I, I'm still super surprised that they were supportive of this because growing up i did not at all think that this was going to be something that i could do mm-hmm. ever <laughs> and i'm sure the same is with matt yeah like for me i'm my both of my parents are chinese so i am full chinese so i i did have i actually did have what you said like the oh be a doctor be a lawyer you know make yeah. a ton of money have like a respectable career right um and yeah i've heard that all the time and like going through school um, just a lot of expectations to do well, uh, even like just this, this sort of pressure from like my peers, like the stereotypes of like, oh, you should be good at math, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the, oh. The, the math thing is definitely a huge thing. <laughs> so, yeah. I remember even like feeling, oh, I'm pretty good at math. And like when it was like sixth grade math and then it started to get a little more. Uh, I never not my strongest. <laughs> I <always laughs> like early on, I'm like, oh, I, I can do my times tables. <laughs> I must be good at this. Yeah, you must be. Yeah, <laughs> but no. Either way, I mean, it's cool that you guys um, have supportive parents about what you chose to do now. Um, you know, especially you know, basically saying you know after four years of college, basically saying, "Nope, I'm not going to pursue this anymore," and just deciding to do something completely different. Um, especially in the entertainment field, which is some of the most darkest days that you'll ever have. You know, trying to do this, but. You know, coming from somebody who suffers from severe mental health as well, um, the riskiest bet that you'll ever take in life isn't playing the lottery or betting on black in Vegas. It's betting on yourself. And, Mm. you know, for every one success, you're going to have 20 failures. Um, But at the end of the day, that one success means that much more. So, you know, put yourself out there. Never, ever, ever let anyone say no. Because the more you hear no, the more you're going to want to hear yes. So fuck them and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, like what you just mentioned about the, the the ratio is so perfect. I mean, it's like when we send out emails, you know, like the side of work that the Instagram or the social people don't see, right? You send out like 100 emails and you get like five responses. That's like what you expect typically. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm in the same boat because you know now I'm, I've gotten bigger, I've gotten I've grown, and now I can say I've done 10 million downloads. I'm averaging about you know between seven and uh, nine hundred thousand a month, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so it's like okay, now I can start getting the bigger names, and you know I send out emails and I send out my promo packet and blah 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 blah. You know I've gotten responses back from some really big stuff, and I've gotten you know responses back non-responses back from even some of the literal bands it's like how am i getting a response back from a bigger band but not this guy's but but then at the same time i also hear you're definitely on our list of, of you know interviews however we're waiting for new music to come out it's like god damn it mm. <laughs> i hate that it's like i don't want to <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. about the new music i want to talk to the band itself um 
it's it, that's just but that's just how this business works they don't want to you know just book shit for the sake of booking shit so sometimes i gotta sit back and go okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean it, it and that's one thing that people don't see you know they know it's a hard business to get into they know but the the amount of failures that you're gonna have really takes a toll but the more you can oh, come yeah. back from those failures and actually learn and grow from them that's when shit gets real yeah it's it's really just all about like how you kind of pick yourself up from that and just keep going you know um yeah it's yeah it's like a real lesson in like resilience in a way like oh, bouncing back taking what you suffered from and making something better out of it absolutely absolutely guys you guys are just the fucking awesome guys you know and i hope this you know single and this upcoming ep and hopefully with this tour you guys are talking about doing and whatever the fuck you got going on in september that you're not letting anybody talk about um really kind of turns the corner for you guys um because you guys deserve it and you know what you're the passion that you guys bring to the table um is really comes true what you're saying so you know i wish you guys nothing but the best Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been awesome, like, talking with you. Hey, man, I appreciate it. It's been awesome talking with y'all. So, guys, at home, the links for everything is in the bio of the YouTube video and, obviously, of the podcast. So, click the links. Check these guys out. Give them a follow on Instagram or wherever and listen to the songs. Go watch their videos. Do whatever you got to do, but make sure you guys show these guys some love, all right? Um, Got anything left to say, guys? Anything closing words? Um. One closing word. So <laughs> the whole, when I dropped out, so yeah, this, this whole past year has been, for, for me, it's been focused on mental health and I've, I've been seeing a therapist for the first time in my life ever, but it's, I've never actually seen her. It's only been through Zoom. So what happened on this podcast is what, <laughs> what my therapist has been seeing week after week of just like, oh, the call's been dropped again. Oops. <laughs> 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 so. It, it yeah. happens. It's you know it's too normal for me. <laughs> it happens. Um, but I'm glad that you're taking the the steps to get healthy mentally. Um, that's you know one of the things that I really advocate for is is this right here. Um, so you know, you know, hats off to you, brother. Continue doing what you're mm-hmm. doing, um, and never let mental health or anxiety or anything else stand in your way, because you are. Yeah. You are, you're here for a reason and show the fucking world what that is. All right. We'll do. <laughs> um, and that message goes for every single one of y'all too. You know that, but either way, I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on a Friday edition of sucker podcast. We will see you guys on Monday. Stay happy, stay healthy. And as always stay fucking heavy. We'll see y'all later. Peace. 